In this episode, we explore the 1010 portal and these planets that are stationing direct, including Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, and how this is affecting us individually and collectively, especially as we culminate towards the Aries full moon, which is directly conjunct Eris and Aries and bound to activate us on such a deep and profound level. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective, and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. I'm so grateful that you're here to circle up with me and to dive into the transformation that we're all going through cosmically, globally, within our own nations, and within our own communities, within our own homes and our lineages, and our individual lives. These are 
really massively potent times to be human. And I would like for you to imagine that this current phase that we're in as a collective of humanity is like a treacherous marathon. We could imagine we're running a marathon through the Himalayas (laughs) and we're in it for the long haul, which means that we must take care of ourselves, that we must really honor ourselves and pace ourselves. So sometimes that means bowing out for rest and Sometimes that means scheduling and opportunities for joy. And quite often that means really going to bed at a good time and doing what you can to make your home environment as cozy and comfortable as possible, eating nourishing, nutrient-dense foods, however that applies for you and your life at this time and with your budget. And feeding yourself with humor, with wit, with ideas and concepts that inspire you, that inspire your creativity, noting that what you take in, whether it's through scrolling on a phone or another device or any other means, is all part of your nourishment. And so just being aware of what you are consuming and is it nourishing? How does it make you feel after you've consumed it? And if you are not feeling so good, then how can you make those changes and those shifts in your life? And I say this because the astrology that we've been going through really steadily since I hearken it back to the blood moon of 2015. And some, of course, would take it back to 2012. And I mean, it depends what cycle you're following. If we're going to follow the Pluto-Saturn cycle, we could take it back to 1981-82, which for some of us, that might be our entire lives. I know for me, that is almost my entire life. So... These are these are massive cycles that humanity is experiencing and what we're going through astrologically right now is definitely an experience that is quite unique and so it requires it requires unique remedies for these times and this fall if you live in the northern hemisphere and for Those of you who live in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, it's spring, but the majority of the listeners here are in the Northern Hemisphere. So I'm going to speak to the fall, and this fall is uh, very transformative, very deep, and an opportunity to really kind of go in another layer and get honest with ourselves. So we're going to dive into this astrology, but first I just want to take a moment to welcome back all of you who have been avid listeners and to welcome you who are here as new listeners. And I invite you to 
take a listen to some of the previous episodes. Episodes 16 and 17 speak to the Great Conjunction, which is a reverberation we will be feeling for some time. And episode one is an amazing place to start. And for the astrology of 2021, you can check out one of those later episodes. I think it's about episode 18 or 19. As of now, there are over 6,400 unique listeners to this podcast, and that is spanning over 11,100 downloads of the podcast within 73 countries. If you are enjoying this podcast, which I truly hope you are, please take a moment and go to your iTunes listening app, that's the purple podcast icon, and leave a review. You can hit the amount of stars, and what's more important is that you actually type a couple of sentences about this podcast. The reason why that's so important is that the more reviews a podcast gets, the more visible it becomes. And so it helps to grow this Star Stones and Stories community, which is definitely one of my dreams. I spend many, many hours each month curating this content and recording and editing and then getting it out to you all. And it would mean so much to me if you could just take a few minutes, type a review, let other listeners know what you love about this podcast, what makes it unique, what makes it stand out. Um, If you're an avid listener, if you've been listening since the beginning, noting that, seeing how many episodes you've taken time with. I know some of you listen multiple times to some of these episodes. And what would be amazing if you, if is if you can share that with others. Let them know like that there's such value in these episodes for you and why and how the meditations have changed your lives. I get a lot of feedback from you all individually about the meditations or what was said and how much it really was like I was speaking directly to you. And I love hearing that feedback. And so if you can share that with others through a review on that iTunes Purple Podcast app, it for whatever reason, that's still the number one platform and the most important to have our reviews on. I would so appreciate your time to do that. And one of the gateways that's getting opened in this month of October is the 1010 portal. So on this Sunday, I'm currently recording episode 38 on Venus Day, Friday, October 8th. And on this Sunday... October 10th, we have the 1010 portal. And this opens the way uh, into, for us in the Northern Hemisphere, that experience really into the depths of expansion because we have the 1010 portal. 
And then we have the 1111 and the 1212. And this is all in that season of Mabon and Samhain where we're going deeper, deeper into the depths. And this opens up a doorway, a gateway of possibility, of potential. And in this 1010 portal, we have Mercury retrograde, and we still have the majority of the outer planets retrograde as well. So there's been a lot of wisdom gained. There has been a lot of opportunities for reflection and review and to really notice what needs to be restored and renewed within each one of us. And 10 is a number of divinity, often connected to the hand of God. It connects to the Hebrew letter of Yod, which as we're looking to 10, we can see that 10 um, holy animals have been distinguished, being the dove, the lizard, the dragon, the eagle, the horse, the lion, the man, the fox, the bull, the lamb. There are 10 spheres of the world, and there are 10 parts of man. So 10 has this holy, holy number, and it is also the one and the zeros. So the zero amplifies the one, and the one connects to our soul body, whereas the 10 connects to our radiant body. And our soul is like our essence of who we are beyond these lifetimes and these incarnations. Our soul travels with us lifetime after lifetime. And in each incarnation, we have a radiant body. And the radiant body is like the wattage of our light. And the greater radiance that we have, the brighter the light, then the more we can attract into our lives. And also the brighter the light, the more responsibility that comes through, right? Because the brighter the light, the darker the shadow, the harder one can fall on their journey as well. And so there is a great responsibility with a strong, radiant body. And what this means is that you have to have the armature, you have to have the the other bodies to support the brightness of the radiant body to sustain success, to sustain the prosperity that you wish to experience in any given incarnation. And so with these special numerological portals like 8-8, August 8th, or 9-9, September 9th, or 10-10, or 11-11, there are these light codes that can come through. And of course, we're experiencing light codes at any given moment in time. However, because of the laws of time and space and the multiverse, we know that numbers are an ancient sacred language that go beyond any uh, cultural uh, word choice civilization uh planetary space, right? Like math is definitely one of the languages of the multiverse. And so these portals allow for us to receive more and to experience more. So this 1010 portal this year definitely has a signature of really claiming that which we've been 
facing, reckoning with, rebirthing, renewing, restoring, claiming it as our own, and getting ready, getting ready to take some serious action. Because the astrology of October as a whole is going to um, bring in a lot of change and transformation in a way that we haven't seen in some months, really, in my opinion, since the last eclipse portal, which opened in May and closed in June of 2021. So this 10 portal is really going to open up the portal of activation and activity and application of all that we've been learning, definitely in the Mercury retrograde since September of 2021, but also I think really since June of 2021. And perhaps these are also layers that we've been awakening to not just in June or since January of this year, but also we can thread them back throughout our lives. And there is an opportunity for really, really deep, deep healing right now. And when I say that, I mean to some of your greatest depths, to if you have the willingness, the grit, and the perseverance to go right into the core of your core traumas, your childhood wounding, this is the time to not only witness that work, but also to get in there and to level yourself up, right? Like to show up for yourself within that as this beautiful, whole, holy adult, king, queen, divinely unionized feminine, masculine being showing up in your wholeness to yourself, to some of those core wounds or the core wound, and to go in there and to be for yourself what so many others could not be in your own life. So this is massive, massive work we're doing currently in our astrology, and we're coming off of the Libra new moon, which is a interesting new moon, to say the least, and just hours after the exact alignment of the Libra new moon of this past Wednesday, that was August 6th, Pluto station direct, and Pluto, as we know, is the planet of great transformation, of judgment, of psychological death and rebirth. Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. And as Pluto Station Direct this week, it was the first time Pluto had been direct since April of 2021. So a number of months. And again, Pluto is definitely supporting each one of us to really dive into the trauma timelines and to bring the potency of our fierceness, of our kundalini frequency as an opportunity for regeneration and renewal. 
So one of the teachings of this Libra new moon, in my opinion, has been all about rest and really carving out opportunities for rest. This new moon opposed Chiron and Aries, and I spoke more about it in episode 37, but because we're just building on that lunar cycle as I'm recording, it feels important to circle back around to some of the flavors of that new moon because it is impacting the whole lunar cycle until we get to the Scorpio new moon at the beginning of November of 2021. And that Scorpio new moon is going to be potent because the sun and the moon meet up at uh it's about 12 13 degrees Scorpio directly opposing Uranus and Taurus at 13 degrees 12 13 degrees Taurus so it is a very electric very very significant new moon i also believe it's a super moon we're going to talk more about this new moon in episode 39 However, I want to drop uh, a pen here to say that that new moon also opens up the eclipse portals of November and December, and that is our final eclipse of the year, and it's a very important frequential gate that we're opening up, and there's more to come about that astrology. I just want to plant some seeds for you to really understand that we're we're ready to take initiative and take action in different ways than we have been for the entire year of 2021. So please, please, please care for yourselves. Get good rest. The need for integration is not taught enough for many of us, especially those of us who have grown up in Western cultures. And rest is essential. It is holy. It allows for both assimilation and reflection. And as we look to the archetype of the great goddess, goddess culture has always, always, always honored rest and honored dormancy as a part of any inherent creative cycle, just as indigenous cultures have also honored rest and honored stillness. And it is the Western world, the Western mindset that is working ferociously to take that sacred rest and pause out of the psyches of humanity. Yet you cannot do that. It's not possible. And we must as humans reclaim our space for rest. So what will serve and nourish you in this month ahead? How may you offer yourself those desires and needs? And what paradigms need to be dissolved around your relationship to rest? I invite you to look within and to notice where you're still overcommitting yourself to tending to the spaces that no longer resonate with your value system. And I invite you, if you're able to right now, to pause this recording and take a moment and journal and answer those questions for yourself. Get real. Face yourself. You are the holiest and the most sacred of all gems. 
Each one of us, we're here on our unique soul journeys. And we're here with the beloved in every single moment. You are your own beloved. So treat yourself as if you are your own beloved. And with Venus having shifted into Sagittarius on Thursday, October 7th, it's such a beautiful time to honor yourself as your own beloved because Venus is now in passionate, fiery Sagittarius, really wanting to explore and expand the horizons of the mind, the higher self, the world, wanting to be in that frequency of the centaur, the wild horse running, the philosopher, the vision quester. And so apply this for yourself. Vision quest your own life. Your life is a sacred journey. It's a sacred pilgrimage. And honor it as such. Honor yourself as such and as so very sacred. And this Saturday, October 9th, we have Ceres shifting retrograde. Ceres is in Gemini. And Ceres connects to Demeter, to the Great Mother. And for me, I love to connect her to Isis, Iset, Auset. And it is Ceres who is goddess of womb and tomb, of life and death. She governs over midwives and death doulas and the parent-child relationship. And as her symbol is that of the cultivated soil, that of the, uh, the sickle, which cuts the grain. She is the all-nourishing mother, the goddess of our very environment, the very world we live in, our ability to take care of others and ourselves, to grow food, to experience abundance and nourishment, and the seasons and the harvest. And so Ceres in Gemini really wants us to journey into our ideas and our thoughts and our minds and our concepts. And she's definitely taking an important role in this month ahead or in the next couple of weeks at least as we're looking towards Mercury going direct and Saturn going direct and um, Jupiter going direct as well and that Aries full moon. So we're going to be talking about this astrology that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. And that brings us to Saturn stationing direct on the day of the 1010 portal. We have Saturn stationing direct, and that is at 10.18 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time on October 10th. And Saturn as it stations direct at 6 degrees, 52 arc minutes. Saturn's been retrograde since the spring of this year. And we know Saturn as the great teacher, as Kronos, and really teaching us about structures and boundaries, about time and space and self-respect and honor and how we build, how we build as people, as how the earth is built as Gaia, as consciousness. And Saturn can be quite often seen as this dark uh, archetype, very much connected to the colors black and blue and cool, dry temperatures and 
crows and the raven and the infinite coiled serpents. It's really about a lot of potential energy as Saturn also connects us to winter solstice and the holiday, the holy day Saturnalia. So Saturn, as it rules over the bones and joints and knees and skin and hair and the ligaments and the spleen and the tendons in the body, Saturn rules in traditional astrology, not only the sign of Capricorn, but also Aquarius. And Saturn has been in Aquarius since December 21st of this year. And actually, I think it was on the 20th when Saturn transited, but Jupiter and Saturn met up on the 21st on winter solstice of last year. And Saturn in Aquarius is definitely a bit more light than Saturn in Capricorn. However, as we are considering traditional astrology, it's, it is in one of its home signs. And the contemporary ruler of, Sat- of Aquarius would be Uranus, which we could definitely say is one of the rulers of the Aquarian age, if not the ruler of the Aquarian age. And this Aquarian energy is all about really how one is unique, how they are different, what kind of frequency they're bringing in to create change, to lay down original thought. And so there's this sensation with Aquarian energy to think of being eccentric and egalitarian and progressive, like this cosmic wizard from the future. And so a lot of Aquarians are definitely interested in futuristic topics. They're interested in science and math and inventing different techniques and tools, and they can be very humanitarian driven, but they can also be the avant-garde rebel kind of out there, a weirdo. And generally speaking, Aquarians are just pretty quirky. And so if you have strong Aquarius in your chart, you might be resonating with some of the characteristics I'm sharing. And with Saturn in Aquarius, we're really looking to focus on within our structures, within our governments, within the laws, within the regulations, how can they be different? How can they be more egalitarian? How can they be more progressive? How can they be more of this cosmic visionary frequency? And what's important is that we see true and real change, right? Not uh, this concept of like greenwashing, which happens a lot in environmental laws and regulations that things get like stamped with this kind of like rubber seal of like, oh, this is eco-friendly or this is green building when in fact it's nothing of the sort. And what is important in this time is that we're really anchoring into our values as we've been facing all year long with the Saturn Uranus square. And Uranus, since Uranus entered Taurus, has really, really asked us to get anchored, like dig in deep to our value systems and to live our lives from the space. So with Saturn stationing direct, that's definitely going to start to make some major movement in the ethers and on this 1010 portal as it's 
closing out on that day is when Saturn stations direct. So it's really going to help uh, bring an initiatory shift in the cosmic energy. And at that point, we have both Pluto and Saturn direct. And a couple of days later on Tuesday, October 12th, we come to the first quarter moon and that is in Capricorn. So it is the moon that happens in between the new moon and the full moon. And Capricorn moons are not always the most juicy, (laughs) compassionate, uh, expressive moons, but they are moons to get down to business. So next week around October 12th with Saturn and Pluto direct in that building energy, it'll be a great time to really clear out the obstacles, get down to business, hone in on your vision, Think about whatever intentions you cast for the Libra new moon or other moons in the year of 2021 and think about how you want to be building on them and taking action and realizing that sometimes taking action means definitely witnessing where the obstacles are coming up, giving gratitude for them and clearing them out, knowing that you have the resources to face whatever is in front of you. The following week on Monday, October 18th, we have Mercury stationing direct and Jupiter stationing direct. Jupiter stations direct early, early in the morning around 22 degrees Aquarius and Mercury stations direct on October 18th at 11.17 a.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. So this moon day is a big day in the stars, in the planets, in the cosmos, and we will definitely be feeling this direct motion. Now, I will say when a planet stations direct, especially when Mercury stations direct, there can sometimes be more snafus as it's stationing, whether it's stationing retrograde or direct. So just know, prepare, give yourself plenty of space on that Monday around meetings or travel in any way, shape, or form that you're able to. And Jupiter is the social teaching planet that really wants to assist us in how do we ascend beyond the material world? How do we claim our search for meaning, for truth, for that which is ethical in the world around us? And Jupiter also being in the sign of Aquarius, as we know, since December of 2020, Jupiter is now coming to its final close in Aquarius. And by December 30th of this year, will enter its home sign of Pisces. So we're closing out this Jupiter and Aquarius over the next couple of months. 
And for those of you who have Jupiter in Aquarius, really dive into October and November and December and apply yourself in all the ways that you're called to because you're coming to the culmination of your Jupiter return and it will be about 12 more years until Jupiter comes back into Aquarius. So we always want to celebrate ourselves in our Jupiter returns. And on that day, as Mercury is also direct, as I've mentioned in episode 37, it was an opportunity for us to really pause within the liminal space. The shadow period of Mercury retrograde started on September 7th. And then, as we know, Mercury went retrograde on September 27th. And now, on October 18th, is stationing direct. However, Mercury won't fully clear that shadow period until November 3rd. So, we've had this time to reflect and review and revise our communications. And this is the final Mercury retrograde of the year. And in 2022, we have a few Mercury retrogrades that all occur starting out in air signs and going back into earth signs. So we're going to feel the Mercury retrogrades quite strongly as well in 2022, affecting us in our communications, but also in our activities in the material world. So this final Mercury retrograde of 2021 has been so much about really how do we resource from both the conscious and our unconscious minds. And Mercury in Libra wishes to communicate through a need to relate and cooperate with others. So when Mercury goes retrograde in Libra, it's an opportunity to really look at what are our relationships? How are we communicating in them? What is What have we been avoiding that we really need to face and deal with? And this particular Mercury retrograde has been quite deep and quite personal for many, many people. As anytime we put a spotlight on our relationships, it actually takes the spotlight onto ourselves. Because to have a true relationship with someone else requires us to know who we are deep, deep from within. And so we've been having to face questions like, what do we stand for? And what do we allow? And who, who are we? Who am I? What is my purpose? It's, it's really deep, primal, primal questions that many of us are dancing around our entire incarnations. And as Mercury goes direct, Jupiter is the ruler of the chart. And as we know, Jupiter has just gone direct hours before. So there's a lot of expansive energy coming in as Mercury goes direct, meaning whatever we've been experiencing in this retrograde portal, there's an opportunity to get ready, to take action, to apply what we've learned and to really use that wisdom 
in our lives. And as Jupiter is ruling this chart, Jupiter is in an air trine with both the sun and Mars in Libra. Sun, our core essence, and Mars, how we're taking action, how we're taking initiative. So it's definitely laid out here in a sense where if we choose to harness that energy, we're very, very much supported. And as Mercury shifts direct, there's a grand air trine between Mercury and Libra and Black Moon Lilith and Ceres in Gemini and Saturn in Aquarius. And we know Saturn too just recently took his direct motion and then Black Moon Lilith as our dark goddess energy so much connected to our power, our resourcing when we can stop playing the victim game in our lives, the oppressor and the victim game, and we can really stand in our power and who we are, Black Moon Lilith can greatly support that. And as she is conjunct Ceres, how we nurture and nourish ourselves, and they're both in Gemini, wanting us to dance through the duality, to expand the horizons of our mind, to think outside the box. So it's a it's an opportunity where we are really truly supported with some great innovative ideas and concepts and ways to communicate moving forward and to express our needs and our boundaries in relationships. And what I wish to invite you in this culmination and as you're coming out of the Mercury retrograde portal is to honor yourself and honor your boundaries and apply what you've learned, like really, really do it in a way that you've not done in your life before. I guarantee you some of the core wounding, if not the very core wounding and traumas have come up in this Mercury retrograde for you, which means that they've probably come up in connection to the people in your life or lives who you've wished the relationships could be different. And some of them can be different, but it requires both parties working towards that, towards that opportunity for true transformation and growth in a soul bond at a deep primal level. And some of them aren't going to change because the other person may not be ready and they may never be ready. And so how do you protect yourself in that space and place? 11 degrees Libra, as I spoke to in episode 37, the star sparks, as Rudyard gives, is a professor peering over his glasses at his students. This is how we're able to attend to the transmission of knowledge, how the wisdom may be transferred to the youth. And the star sparks by Elias Lonsdale is tea leaves that form a pentagram. And we know the pentagram as a sacred, sacred symbol for many Wiccans or others who are claim themselves in the Druidic earth-based spiritual practices and it is a symbol that has been distorted and, and not always honored or appreciated and quite often feared in, in many different cultures. And so this can also speak to 
the riddles that lie in the stars and the cards, in the synchronicities, in our dreams, in the subtle world, and how do we decipher those codes and those riddles. So for this moment in time as Mercury stationing direct, the crystal astrology as given by Marina Costello is all about specialization. And this crystal is Ilminite quartz, which is not a quartz I'm actually familiar with. However, she talks about it It connects to owls, the totem of owls, and outlines important symbols through geoliths and concepts through sacred geometry. The message here is so focused on guidance and knowledge and higher learning and wisdom. And the solar focus is to be insightful, to uh, be respected for your natural teaching abilities. The affirmation that comes with this Ilmenite quartz is, I transfer my knowledge and wisdom to others. So this speaks to the frequency of what we're working with when Mercury goes direct. And I share these different concepts. They're more subtle echoes through time and space. I share them because... For some of us, they really help us to connect the sensations that we intuit. And so that might be you, and it may not be. And so I I really ask you, if it's not, to don't get too much in your head about it. Just allow the information to flow through you. And that really goes for, for anyone listening to this podcast When I share this information about the astrology, I really consciously am speaking at many different levels from basic and beginner to the more advanced. And honestly, I consider myself a lifetime student of astrology. I feel very much like a beginner and I've been actively studying astrology since it's been over 26 years now. And I'm getting a Master of Arts in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology. So I say that because I really, truly do feel like a beginner. And I want, when I when I share these podcasts, and soon I'll be teaching astrology as well. Stay tuned for my debut classes popping up in 2022 in the beginning part of the year. When I'm speaking to this passion of mine and something that has guided my life and helped me to discern and to make sense of that, which literally at times has felt insane, I I share from a place of passion and love and the utmost respect for this ancient wisdom, and I hope that it is of benefit for you as well. So this brings us to the Aries full moon, which is on October 20th. That's a Wednesday at 10.57 a.m., so exactly two weeks after the Libra new moon. And we have the Libra sun and Mars are still conjunct, 
The sun is at about 28 degrees Libra. Mars is at about 24 degrees Libra. And they're opposing the Aries moon, which is at about 28 degrees Aries, 27 degrees, 26 arc minutes to be exact. And that moon is directly conjunct Eris and Aries at 24 degrees, 13, or sorry, 12 arc minutes Aries. So this is definitely a wild full moon with Mars and Eris directly in opposition conjunct the sun and moon. This moon has the potential to be extremely volatile and a lot of repressed, suppressed emotions coming to the surface. And I would like to share with powerful full moons, especially, we can feel the energy for about two days before and two days after. So knowing how volatile this moon can be, I would say from Sunday through Friday of that week, really, really make sure you're doing all of your practices to stay grounded, to stay present. Listen to your higher self if you feel called to give offerings, to go visit a local body of water and bring milk and honey, or to give milk and honey to Mother Earth, to give tobacco, whatever you find sacred and you feel drawn towards, or perhaps it might be making a meal for your ancestors. Really listen to that. Uh, this moon is, it's fierce. It's really fierce because we know Eris as that goddess of discord. And in Aries, she is ready to throw down and stand up for what she believes in. And as the moon is conjunct Aries and Aries moons are already very passionate moons. We can be very impulsive. We can be rash. We can be very childlike. We can say and do things that we don't mean and that we regret. So this is definitely a lunation where we want to be harnessing our primal energies, harnessing the parts of ourselves where those uh, core wounds are and really be taking care of ourselves. And that's why we want to start doing it now instead of the week of the full moon, right? We want to be preparing for this full moon as consciously as we can so that we can show up to whatever happens grounded and centered and angered. Because as you're listening to this, realize there are many, many people out there that still don't believe that sun and moon placements actually affect us. But if our bodies are more than 70 plus percent of water and we can see the tides of the oceans affected by the moon, how are we too not affected by the moon? And so we know Mars and Libra is challenged. I spoke about that in episode 37. So take a listen if you haven't. As Mars opposes Eris, it really amplifies all of the challenges around our relationships, around our personal identities, around our sovereignty, around our power. And this moon also squares Saturn, or sorry, not Saturn, Pluto in Capricorn, which is going to bring to the surface as we go all the way back in time 
to the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto on January 20th, or sorry, in January of 2020, which was exact on January 10th of 2020. And that Saturn-Pluto conjunction is what we've been experiencing and playing out with the whole COVID pandemic. So there's also something coming to the surface collectively as well. However, I prefer to prepare you individually because if we all take individual action, we can actually help the collective frequency to go in a direction that will benefit all. This moon trines Juno in Sagittarius and she's conjunct Venus in Sagittarius, which allows us to see that if we stay connected to our values and if we're really married to our values and our sense of adventure and seeing life as a sacred pilgrimage, we have an in to stay grounded in this moon. Now, Sun and Mars also are training Jupiter in Aquarius, so there's a lot of great benefits. As we look to Sun and Mars, how can they learn from Jupiter retrograde in Aquarius, and how can they be willing to listen to what Jupiter is wishing to expand and teach the Sun and Mars in this full moon? And then again, that grand air trine between Mercury and Libra, Saturn and Aquarius, and Ceres and Gemini, conjunct Black Moon Lilith and Gemini, is still activated in this full moon. So there's a lot of ideas and information that can gel, that can come to the surface. So witness and notice what wishes to come to the surface as you go through this lunation. I'm going to be offering an event, a global meditation event to support us during this Aries full moon as well. Please make sure you're signed up for my Venetian love notes as I'll send out an invitation for that the next Friday, which is on the 15th of October. And you can always sign up for my Venetian love notes Here in the podcast, there's a a button you can push depending on which way you're listening. It, It should be live for you there, but if not, go to the show notes and you'll find all the information there. And I really encourage you to make sure you're receiving my newsletters. They come out every Friday. I take a lot of care in composing them for you, just like I do with this podcast. And Emails are the best way to stay in touch in these crazy times. As we know, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp went down recently, and these social media platforms could evaporate in a day. They can freeze your account very easily. And with that, I just invite you to make sure you are receiving the Venetian love notes if you are enjoying what you're hearing here. It's a great way to stay connected. And if you are signed up and they're not coming to your inbox, you're going to need to whitelist my email address, which is support at earthseedtemplearts.com, which means you need to go in and actually make me a contact in your email uh, database server. And that way my emails should make it into your inbox. Now this 
moon also has a significance because the sun is conjunct Arcturus as well as Mars, and the moon is opposing. And this was also an alignment that was in place when Mercury stationed retrograde. And we know Arcturus also has boots very much um, appearing in the Odyssey. Other names were Bear Watcher and Bear Guardian. And the Arcturians are a very advanced intellectual civilization with technologies that are said to surpass any other intergalactic civilization that we know of with a great sense of humor and a deep love for humanity as well. So there is a higher frequency that can come through this full moon to support us in our time of transformation And as we look to the Sabian symbol by Rudyard for Aries at 28 degrees, it is a large audience confronts the performer who disappointed his expectations, its expectations. And this is about the necessity for preparation and also the ability to receive criticism and how to handle criticism and that which takes place in our lives. The star sparks given by Elias Lonsdale is a wreath of laurel placed on the head of an old man, asking where does it need to end? There was an agreement to fulfill this time around to enact the total dimension of true beingness, and he cannot get out of it no matter what he tries to do. He is committed to his course of action, and life is the adventure. This end will turn out to be a new beginning. Destiny fulfills itself and awakens on the next spiral. When momentum is going your way, there is no place to stop. And so the spiral journey continues, and we have this ability, if we can really apply that grand trine, that grand airy trine, to level up to the next layer of the spiral. And Marino Castello's crystal element, she recommends sard for this, which is a reddish-brown chalcedony, protecting from disappointment by softening expectations and stimulating situational awareness. Knowing that expectations are high, we must always know that alternatives exist. How do we reconnect to the divine for support and inspiration? Your gift to unite people in common purpose allows for changing the old patterns to improve upon them. And the affirmation for this frequency where the moon is in Aries is, I am able to realign my internal dialogue and benefit everyone. So with that, I pulled the Archangel Machiadiel, who is the angel of renewal and courage. I pulled this in reference from Patricia Paps. And Archangel Machiadiel connects to Aries and is an archangel which will support your ability to reconsider where you are going in life and what progress you have made on your spiritual path to sense the renewing power of the divine deep within you, to renew your determination to awaken your soul to the goodness and love of the divine, to remind you of your soul's purpose, 
to allow you to take in these quickening energies, to reaffirm your determination, to really put the focus back on your dreams and all that is good as you overcome the negative. You really invite in a new potency, a new energy to bring about vigor and seeing where change is needed. So with that, I wish you the most blessed entry into this 1010 portal and that all that wishes to be applied in your life, may it be done in the way that is of the highest and the holiest for you. And may you find ways to really stay grounded in these times and to nourish yourselves on such a deep level and to rest and to remember that rest is a holy, holy part of integration and assimilation for all of the great medicine work we are doing now on planet Earth. May you be blessed and may your lineage be blessed as well. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. The guided meditation that I'm offering you as we culminate episode 38 of Star Stones and Stories weaves with Sekhmet. And Sekhmet is a dark goddess. She's a dark mother of ancient Egyptian cosmology and a goddess that I have greatly learned to respect and to call upon in challenging times. And I feel like the astrology that we are experiencing now definitely requires us, each one of us, to really harness our courage and to restore ourselves in a whole new way so that we may rise up to meet this astrology with a mightiness and a fierceness and an empowered frequency. So my prayer is that this meditation assists you in doing so. Blessed be. As we prepare to journey together, please find a comfortable seated space or come to lie down, relaxing your body, making sure you're free of any heavy machinery and that all of your needs, physical needs, are tended to turning off any electronics and coming to be present in this space here and now. Closing the eyes, relaxing the body, coming to the breath. As you begin to breathe, long, deep breaths. Feel yourself fully anchored here and now. Cords of light, red, gold, and silver light coming from the palms of the hands, the soles of the feet, the base of the spine, 
beginning to spiral and anchor you down, down, down into the great Earth Mother, down into great grandmother hematite, anchoring you into this present here now, knowing that your ancestors and your high holy guides and guardians are protecting you in this physical space as you begin to journey. And you find yourself, you find yourself being filled with the rays of the sun, the great cosmic sun of creation. You find these rays of the sun pouring in through every cell of your body. You find yourself breathing in this golden radiant light. And as you're carried through these codes of light, you find yourself magnetically pulled all the way to the great cosmic womb of creation, to that galactic center, to that space of darkness. And in this darkness, you feel the duality. You feel the light and the dark, the codes of intelligence wrapping around your entire being, magnetically pulled. And as you're traveling into this womb of great creation, you find yourself seated on this beautiful stone floor in the small, tiny temple. And you open your eyes. And as you open your eyes, you see before you the great goddess Sekhmet. She stands before you and a shaft of light pours over the crown of her head, her solar disk fully illuminated, the Uraeus, the snake of protection coming out from her crown, from her third eye where she sees you, she sees through you, all of you, and you gaze into her eyes, she gazes into your eyes, and you feel that connection, you feel the great cosmic womb, you feel the purity of the solar rays of light, and you hold her gaze and you feel her moving through all of you. She asks you, she asks you within your mind's eye, where, where, where are the pieces hidden? 
Where have you hidden from yourself? And you begin to see time after time the places you have shut down your truth. You begin to feel that sacred rage where you have shut down your truth. And she holds the gaze And as she holds the gaze, you feel the breath, you feel the fire pulsing through you. You feel in this moment the purity of her flames passing through the sinews of your body where you have held on to anything that is not in your integrity. She burns this dross away. She burns the dross of your ancestors away. You feel hot. You feel her breath all around you. And you hold her gaze, you continue to breathe long, deep breaths all the way deep down from your womb, feeling the base chakra, the root chakra spinning healthfully, that red wheel of light moving up into the womb space, that orange chakra spinning healthfully. Moving up into your solar plexus, that yellow chakra spinning healthfully. Moving up into the heart, that green wheel of light, pink wheel of light spinning healthfully. Moving up into the throat, that blue wheel of light spinning healthfully. Moving up into the third eye, that indigo wheel of light spinning healthfully, moving up into the crown, that violet wheel of light spinning healthfully, your entire physical body pulsating, feeling, feeling the solar rays from the great central sun, filling up every cell of your being as you continue to hold Sekhmet's gaze. And you allow anything and everything that is not yours, that is not of your authenticity and your integrity and your royalty and your divine sovereignty, you allow it to come up to be cleared. And she holds it with you through your gaze. She breathes. You feel that hot, fiery breath move through you, purifying the dross. Allow it to burn off. And you stay, you stay with it, you stay with where it feels awkward and uncomfortable and you breathe and you breathe into it and you know you've got the backing and the might of your ancestors. And the space begins to shift. The 
frequency begins to shift. She continues to hold your gaze and you feel a coolness now. You feel the great kundalini energy coming from the base of your spine on either sides of the spine, beginning to weave these two serpents. You feel, you feel your ka body sitting back to back with your physical vessel. You feel this merging of the divine masculine and the divine frequency of the feminine moving through each chakra coming all the way up and out and you feel this mystical marriage of these serpents rise up from the crown of your head into the uraeus of Sekhmet traveling up and out in to the great cosmic womb of creation all the way into the great cosmic sun of creation and you feel this stillness, this sense of peace and purity as you claim your divine birthright, as you breathe in this golden nectar of your authenticity. And you find yourself flying on the back of your dragon through and all around the great cosmic sun and you find yourself flying alongside your sisters and brothers, your guides and guardians, your ancestors, they're all on their own dragons. You find yourself with the might and the force of your divine sovereignty. And you fly through time and space you fly to those sacred lands and spaces that your heart holds so dear. You see the memories, the ancient memories of who you are rise to the surface and you claim them as your truth for this is truth here and now and you claim it with the power and the prestige of the lion's gate portal, you claim it into every ounce of who you are and who you came here to be. And you see yourself flying down to earth, flying down into your home. And you see yourself merge with your physical body and you come back into this space and you breathe. You breathe deep into your womb, into your belly. You bring your right hand to your womb space, your left hand to your heart, and you hold the vision through your third eye and you activate the three grails, the chalices of wisdom of the Magdalene lineage that is you, that has always been you. And you give thanks. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou great enchantress, heal me.
Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.